Thank you for listening to this message from Forward Ministries. We pray it blesses you, encourages you, and inspires grace in you today. You can visit us online at forwardministries.org. stay in that mindset you know before we had the law God related to people based on how they pursued him in relationship we had the law given through Moses and it was based on truth the context of the relationship we had with God they had with God in that environment that covenant was truth but the way he related to you was law based it was based on where you were what you were able to do to live up to the standard to be in unison with him. After Christ, see, God never changes. His truth never changes, but the covenant changes. The kind of relationship that you're in with him changes. The dynamic of how he can relate to you is what changes. And now in the new covenant, we have to completely redefine how God relates to us through Jesus. And Jesus spoke of God as his father. Now, he was ridiculed for that. They did not like that. It made him, quote, unquote, equal to God or on the same level with God. What are you talking about? He's your father. That makes it like you're connected with him personally somehow. How dare you? (laughs) And we hear that idea that God is a good father. But it must redefine everything about how you now see God and how you believe that he relates to you. It's as a family. Just think about that for a moment. He's a good father. How do you, those of you that are fathers, those of you that are mothers, how do you desire to relate to your children? What kinds of things do you want for your children? And we don't want to apply our humanistic emotion to God, but he is a father. And it says that he desires, he takes pleasure in giving us his kingdom. He has nothing but good plans for us. You might face difficulty in this life, but he's a father that has given you freedom relating to you, saying, I'm not holding your sin against you. Doesn't mean it's okay. It doesn't mean the law is devalued or we're throwing it away. It's just that, you know what? You're in my family. My kids are up here. Reese ran out already, but, you know, he's my child. Whether he's in the room, whether he's not in the room, amen. (laughs) Amen. But it's like, that's how God sees you. The very first thought God has towards you is, you're in my family. You're in my kingdom. Just like my son is in my kingdom, he's in my family. That's, that can't change. Father, we thank you so much for loving us. Help us understand who you are through what you have done through Jesus. Help us to filter everything that you did through the old covenant, through the new covenant, through understanding now that Jesus has completely redefined how you can relate to us as humans now. Those of us that are believers that have said yes to you, you relate to us as your children, people that are righteous because of you, people that you have placed your seed of holiness within and you are now nurturing it to bear fruit. See, religion starts you off backwards. Religion says one day after you do well enough, yes, he's kind of positionally said you're going to be accepted one day. You got a down payment. 
but once you die, then you'll really be what God wants you to be. You have no hope until then. You know, they don't say it that directly, but that's what religion says. You're never quite going to get there. And you're put on this track of always trying to become something. Hello? You ever felt like that's what your Christian walk was like? Well, one day I'll get there. One day I'll become this. One day I'll be this. That's a lie from hell. That is a, you can put lots of words in front of lie in that moment. You know what I mean? That is a lie. Yes, you are expected to bear fruit, but it's because you have been placed in right standing with God. You are as righteous as you ever will be. Now, that doesn't mean you're living as righteously as you could. That's where you yield to that grace to teach you unto holiness. But you're dealing with stuff. You guys are dealing with stuff. You're dealing with marital issues. You're dealing with substance abuse issues. You're dealing with financial issues. You're dealing with kids. And what we do is we think, well, finally one day when I'm a good enough parent, when I've got this worked out good enough, then I'll be able to do this. Or once I've suffered enough in this addiction, then I'll be where I need to be. Or once I work hard enough, then I'll be where I need to be. It's like, no, you have to realize God looks at you and says, this is my child. That's where you start. That doesn't mean everything's just going to magically, perfectly work out. But you have to redefine where you stand when you're standing and looking at God. Amen? I mean, it's so basic. It's so simple. And we, we agree with this intellectually. But pay attention to if you agree with it in your heart the next time you blow it. Do you feel like in your mind and your heart that God is looking for reasons? It's like, oh, I knew it. I'm stepping away from you a little bit further. You ever feel like that? Like you've really messed up and then all of a sudden you're just like, God, where are you? And you feel it. Well, it's you that have distanced in your heart and in your mind. He doesn't go anywhere. He's right there. You can't disown him. And he's not going to disown you. You're in the family. Say, I'm in the family. Let's just sing that a little bit more. You're a good father. I know he wasn't ready. And, and uh, he's ready. He's always ready. He's, he's born ready. Amen. Let's just sing that just a little bit more. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are. And I'm loved by you. It's who I am.
Show him some love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let's show these guys some love up here, too. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> Whew. You know, it's just, it just has to start there. You have to know where you stand with people, right? Those, those of you that are leaders, those of you that are bosses, those of you that are managers, that's like one of the most important things is letting people know where they stand, right? What you expect of them, Amen. the context of how you're going to relate to them. He wants us to know that. Amen? Well, you know, we've got all these things that we're still working on, this new system um, and working all these. I was going to ask Julie, could you hear the crowd singing? Did that end up working or not yet? I, I could. You could? Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> you guys sounded great. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we're typing you into the musicians. See the little microphone hanging from the ceiling right there? Uh, they actually play better when you sing. I'm, I'm kidding, but, you know. No, but the reason, and it's interesting that, see, this is, and I'm just going to kind of geek out here for a minute, you know, because we're still, it still smells new, you know. We're just kind of enjoying the remodel still. But anyway, the reason you do silly stuff like hang a piece of plastic from a ceiling that really matters nothing is so that these guys who are up here can hear the community of what's happening here, and ultimately the technology serves to connect them to what's happening in the room, you know? And, and I, I love just the idea of that. And we, we had an usher greeter meeting this morning, and I was communicating some ideas to them. In fact, we're getting more and more organized. Now, I know sometimes organized in church is, a, is like more of like a dirty word. <laughs> but here's the thing. We organize. We want to use the organization to build people. We don't want to use people to build an organization. You know, the, the more people show up, you organize certain things just so that you can set the table properly, right? And you just get things in place. And it's like, you know what? May church never be where it's you come in and you get thrown into some kind of system and you're serving that program and you just, you just don't feel part of the body. You just feel like I'm just here doing a job, you know. It should never be that way. That's not what church is. And I think one of the goals, one of the callings of this body, you know, teach, never stepping away from teaching the identity the new covenant identity, when, you're, when your message is focused on transformation from the heart, you're not dealing with all the externals, per se, of preaching to all the outside stuff, you know? And I'm not saying those churches are wrong and we're right. We're just doing what we're called to do, amen? amen. We're all part of the same body. But when you're focused internally 
of you guys connecting with God, experiencing his love, learning how to engage in his grace in such a way that it drives you and teaches you unto holiness that you've already been given, and it, and it, it, it you know, connects you more in your heart and your mind with him, what's left is the outward stuff takes care of itself. You know, you guys have probably noticed, I'm not going to stand up here and preach outwardly on all these sins that you need to fix. You already know that. And if you hear preaching like this and think, well, I can just continue in my sin and everything's all right, no, listen again. <laughs> but all of that to say anything that's done externally, it should be designed to serve people inwardly, to touch their heart inwardly. I don't want you showing up at this church waiting for us to tell you what you're supposed to do. I don't want you and I don't need you to come in here and find out my vision and try to serve my vision and hopefully God maybe one day will give you your ministry. I think that's sick, codependent, and unbiblical and maybe a few other words. <laughs> Amen? You know, and, and it's kind of a common thing. You show up at a place like this that highly values freedom and we're not giving you a track to run on per se, telling you this is what we need from you. For some people, it's like, now, wait a minute, I don't know. You don't know how to handle that kind of freedom. For some people, you look at that as inactivity. And it's like, well, they're not really doing too much. I don't know what I'm supposed to do and where I fit. And, how do I, and it's like, no, you actually have the freedom to come in and do what you want to do or do nothing at all and just worship. Amen? Amen? But as you are inspired, as you look around and you see people, and as you are drawn into how you want to love people, then this organization gets around and gets behind that and props that up and compels you toward that direction. You know, it's, it's just a general philosophy that we want to have in place. We preach freedom doctrinally. We want to apply freedom as well. Amen? So it's just awesome. That's just in my mind, and I kind of wanted to lay that out there. We are actually working on some videos we're calling Welcome to the Family because a lot of people come and they say, well, how do I become a member if you say this is your church, then you're a member. Amen? <laughs> We're not going to have some kind of formal certificate where if you decide to leave, you got to come meet with us and take your certificate down the street or something like that. If other churches do that, that's up to them. You know, whatever. But we just kind of want to have some videos in place that anybody at any time can watch, and it lays out the general philosophy of ministry, the general structure, covers some of the basic doctrinal points. You know, if you come a few weeks, you're going to hear, because I say basic doctrine all the time, what we believe in here. But we just, you know, the more, the more we grow and the more we have things in place, because we really feel like we're just moving toward taking this message even further into the community. You know, it's, it's no longer just for us four and no more. There is a grace awakening happening. There is a f understanding within the body of Christ. People are awakening unto righteousness. And they're looking for how does this stuff look applied through a body of people. You know, I've, I know people that are preaching some of these truths, but the church is still structured where you go in and you got to find out what they're doing and serve that guy's vision. It's like, no, uh-uh. My vision is that you catch your own vision. Right? Yes. Now, that doesn't alleviate us from the responsibility of discipleship and training and things like that. And you know, as we grow, we've been talking more classes, and, you know, it's just it's an exciting time. But even if you guys all stop showing up or everybody decided to stop giving, it's like, you know what, let's just pack up and go on down to the living room. However many we can fit in there, we'll do that. But you guys keep inviting people, and, you know, so we just keep growing. Amen. Cool. 
But I did want to say I appreciate all the people that have pitched in and helped and, you know, like Scott came in today. He's not even serving back there, but he stepped in. It's like he probably didn't even see that as a issue at all. Mike's back there. We threw him on the soundboard today, and we got this technical thing. He was on, he was on the schedule. Why, like, we just threw him in there. But we haven't really been able to get the training in place, so I don't know. I just, I just appreciate it. Just show everybody a hand that's been working to help. John back there, some of y'all wave, wave your hand to John, he's behind the computer. He came in, he and I worked this week and uh, we're working on the live stream. So how many of you watch online when you're not here or you go back and watch online? Okay, what we've been doing is streaming and piping the audio just in the room, but we've got a device back there now where we can actually mix for live stream. So it should sound a lot better. In fact, if you're watching, on Facebook, make a comment down there and let us know if it, you know, if it sounds any, it sounds better. Go back and back, watch it back. And so anyway, I, I, you know, it's it's exciting to watch it happen and and see people see people grow and, and really experience this message that it changes your heart. Amen. You know, it causes you to see God in a new way that maybe you know you didn't realize He was that good, and you, maybe you didn't know that He was for you and only for you. And as you're learning that, we want that to spill out into your friends and your family and your children and your world and your workplace. And, you know, we want to show the world, not just, you know, the body of Christ has done a pretty good job of disseminating truth, but it's not applied in love. And there's a lot of times that if you were to just shove truth in somebody's face, that you could actually choose to live that truth out and it's, that's what they need to see. People need to see truth lived out from you toward them rather than just chapter and verse, you know. I mean, how many of you, when you're coming home, you come home and it's like you're just in a bad mood and all of a sudden your spouse shoves a chapter and verse, well, what you need to do is this right here. See, it's the Bible. That makes you feel all warm and fuzzy, doesn't it? That's like saying, you know, we're supposed to do something tonight because we got that marriage certificate up on the wall. It doesn't work that way, does it?